0: Welcome to Engineering Leadership Insights with Jimmy Banjo, the podcast where we share insights, practical advice, perspectives, knowledge, and actual steps to help engineering leaders and managers become game changers. This podcast is a bonus episode on how to turn around underperforming teams, and I'm going to give you a few tips, just some general tips just to think about while applying what we've talked about in the previous podcast. You want to celebrate intermediate work. It's a long and arduous journey trying to turn around performance sometimes and celebrate. You know, recognize good work, you know, recognize small wins, pat people in the back, buy pizza. Yeah, okay, we're not hitting a 100% of our target. Yes, the backlog hasn't gone down as much as we thought it would, but it's gone down a little bit. We're, we've, finished the, we've finished training everybody on the new process. So we'll bring in pizza. Celebrate the intermediate success to keep people motivated, and to keep people focused. You also want to involve your team all the way through. Don't go away and work on this. Yes, you have 20 years experience. That's fantastic, but you've got a team of, you know, 20, 30, maybe 100 people working with you. You're not smarter than all of them put together. You also want them to buy into this, to want to change, to understand why we're having to go through all this work. So get them to do it. And also, I mean, you're busy. Delegate. Get them involved. Build that muscle. You don't need to carry this on your own. It's a much, it's gonna be a, a much more interesting, fun, and faster journey to success if you get your team involved. And remember, success isn't just deploying the new system. It's not just training out this new way of capturing risks. Success is when your performance improves and your customer is happier because they're seeing a bottom line improvement. You can objectively show, you know, your your CFO, your business services manager can show over eighteen months we've had a month-on-month improvement by Neil's team, and you need your team to really be on board for that to happen. Third tip is leave the past in the past. You know, people have underperformed, members of your team have dropped the ball, you dropped the ball, your customer's been injured, but you have to. You you identify that, and you should have dealt with that. That might have meant disciplining people, giving out warnings or queries, you know, expressing your displeasure. You've done that now; it's happened. We're now in the improvement phase. You can't keep on bringing back the past because we're we're not in the past. We're trying to build a future. And if you keep on reminding people how how badly they were as an individual, how they contributed this as a person. Especially your engineers, your frontline teams, that will sap their energy and sap their strength. And you want them to have a lot of energy and focus to push this change forward because it's gonna be a change, and it takes a lot of focus. You also want to be forefacing. What benefit will it be in blaming people that you've already disciplined, that you've already, you know, expressed expressed your displeasure? Does that does that work with you and your manager? It it really doesn't. So. Focus on the future. Focus on corrective actions. Focus on ensuring people have what they need to be successful today. And that they'll have what they need to be successful tomorrow. Next, you have to be patient. This is going to take a while. This will not be an overnight overnight change. Even quick wins take days, weeks, months to to actually become embedded. It's not about deploying something. It's not about writing a new procedure. Procedure's done, something's better. No, it's not about creating a new 10-page process map and plastering on the wall. change implemented. No, it's the beginning. It's gonna take weeks, months, sometimes years to get a behavior, a new way of working embedded. And you've gotta be patient, so, and my, as a leader, I mean patient and consistent in drumming out that same message in monitoring performance and providing help and keeping people focused on what it is you're gonna do. You can't say, "Well, we've okay, had two great months of this. I'm going to stop monitoring it," because they're going to. Chances are, they're going to drop drop um, the ball because they'll lose focus. People focus on what their manager focus on. So, if you don't focus on it, then you're telling your team it's not important. Your team dropped the ball because you have told them indirectly it's not important. So, you've got to be patient and, and consistent and persistent to make this happen. You have to manage your ball. That's gonna. That's really critical. If you've got a great supportive, encouraging manager, then there's probably less management required. But you have to manage. You, I really would encourage you not to invite your manager into your workshops, not to invite him into the one-to-one, because um, they don't understand the day-to-day. They'll try to help, and they mean the best. And you know, senior managers out there, you you know, you know what it's like when your boss comes in and meddles. So yeah, you, you don't want them meddling. And if your teams have to go and do workshops as well, I'd encourage you not to go to those workshops and metal either. When your senior managers come in, when your boss comes into some of those sessions, focus groups, your team may be less keen to open up and share and communicate. So I would encourage you really not to um, communicate too much with your manager. Oh, sorry. Communicate as much with your manager as you feel they can handle, but really manage that communication don't lie but don't let them get overly involved and ensure that they're not also sending the wrong kind of messages i had a client once whose manager actually came into a workshop and said why is everybody here why am they out of work they should all leave they're wasting their time here it's a complete waste of time no one here knows what the problem is and why they're even even trying to improve something they don't understand is beyond him and then he left and you can imagine that kind of, that tirade wasn't helpful encouraging or supportive. And it took a while. It took, it took, it took, it took, took team months to get back on track because the senior guy came in and basically poisoned, not just the atmosphere, but poisoned the entire improvement effort. You've got to communicate. You've got to communicate, 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 communicate. You've got to, you know, tell people over and over what we're doing it. Remind them why we're doing it. Remind them what the problems were, what we're trying to get to. Send emails. Have people who, there people you're going to speak to three or four times, and the fifth time they come to you, and they'll tell you they have no idea what's going on, but you know that you've spoken to them four other times, so you've got to speak to them again. Don't pretend you've not spoken to them before. I'm not saying be an idiot, say, like, oh yeah, okay, well I'll tell you all about this initiative that you've, you've never heard of. Yeah, ignores the fact, John, we've had a conversation about this three times, and um, what if, about it, don't you understand? However you want to place it, but you, you can't get tired or frustrated, you cannot get tired or frustrated communicating this message over and over and over to your team, because they're just going to need to hear it. The truth is, the moment you stop talking about it, going back to my point about dropping the ball, they'll they'll, they'll begin to suspect it's not important. You you should stop talking about it when you see this becoming second nature. And you want your managers, your team leaders, your heads, your senior engineers to also be communicating the same message. So if this means having a PowerPoint slide, a slide or two slides, they share with their teams, you know, get have give them some props, some tools they can use to communicate the message too. and set that expectation that you want them to be communicating this, what we're trying to do, why we're trying to do it over and over until it becomes second nature. Make it clear to the team that there was a problem, there's a gap, and this, you know, why we're trying to do this, but what the problem actually was, what the benefits are gonna be to this solution. Don't just say we're gonna implement this new, um, we're gonna gonna implement SharePoint and everyone just has to do it because it's wonderful and, and it's fantastic and you can store documents on it. What was the issue before? all the limitations with our old way of working. Why is this going to be better? And get them to really see the gap and be able to prove. You've got to prove that this implementation of SharePoint has helped solve these problems. Otherwise, you know, you've sold your team a bill of goods. So, you know, focus. be clear about the gap. And the great way is, you know, get them to be part of the journey. Get them, like I said before, from the beginning to be part of this. So they're the ones even telling you the gaps the the challenges of the old way of working and they're better able to articulate the benefits themselves be consistent i mentioned and be consistent but by being a role model walk the walk the talk you know um worked in a manufacturing company and they were big on company corporate values and they had you know, these 10 corporate values. And I think one of them was integrity and other was uh, collaboration. And they made, they made a big show of it. You know, a big, big show of how you have to have these values. And we had a chat with the chief operating officer. And he w- we're talking about the values. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really for me. That's for them. I don't need to do that. I can do whatever I want to. But the other guys have to do it. So go work with them. Now, needless say, I left that client or... I didn't work with that client because, but the point is he didn't believe in what he was selling at all. He was he didn't really believe that these changes were needed needed for him. Everybody else needed a change, but him. So you have to be a role model. The challenge my client now back that, that gentleman had was he wasn't seeing the behavior change he wanted. He couldn't understand why his team continued to act without integrity, and why they refused to collaborate. Well, he didn't collaborate. And he didn't act with integrity. If you believe that it's important for a system, a process to be followed, for a new way of working to be imbibed as a leader, you have to work that process too. You can't circumvent it. You have to show interest in how it's being implemented. You know, if you if the new procurement you know um, uh, meeting that you feel that's streamlined by you know fifty percent, then. If you want to attend as a guest, let them know you're coming as a guest and, and give them some good feedback. But at the same time, don't, don't tell them the meeting's unimportant, unimportant or hold your monthly leadership meeting at the same time as that, as that critical meeting because you're telling them that's not important. And um, my final tip for this to work is you've got to be able to run some really good meetings. You've got to run kick-ass meetings. I mean, that just goes without saying If you can't run good one-to-ones, you can't run good focus groups, you are not able to um, run good progress meetings, you're you're not going to be successful. You will fail. So please run kick-ass meetings. There's a lot of material out there on how to run engineering meetings, and um, I really just can't emphasize it enough. Your meetings have to be fantastic. If you're not running meetings, well, you're not going to be able to drive a lot of change through your organization. Okay, guys. And that is it on how to how to turn around your team, how to get your team to that next level, or how to turn around an underperforming team. If you found from these podcasts that you're implementing this stuff and it's going really, really well, and you know, you're cooking on gas, I really want to hear how it's going. I, I'd love to hear your stories. Please send me an email at hello at philajimmy.com or leave a comment in the comment section. If you find that you know there's you want to you want to learn more about what you could do to really get your team's performance even better. And you'd like a consultation with me on that, you can also cons- I, I do free consultations for up to an hour at hello at fullagimi.com. Send me an email again, and we will book something for you and where we can go through your specific challenges you're facing and, and and just you know see what you can do. Like a second opinion, you know, like go to a doctor for a second opinion. We'll look at what you're currently doing and how you can really enhance that and make some and make some tweaks. And we'll leave you in that consultation. To be fair, we're going to leave you some tweaks you can actually use. So we'll leave you with some usual, usable action points in that one hour call if you really feel that you, you're, you're doing something you want to. And if you don't know where to start, you know, send me an email anyway, and I'll give you some pointers on, on where to start. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been great sharing with you. And again, thanks for your comments and and the reviews so far. Please leave a review on the podcast if you loved it, if you liked it. If you didn't like it, send me an email, tell me what you didn't like, and I'll do my best to make it better for you. Okay, until next time, guys, you take care. Bye.